Welcome to the DCC RPG Actual Play Podcast, brought to you by the Iron Tavern and Spellburn. Our cast of characters for this campaign is Baptist, the cannibalistic thief, Nuniklaus, the boom cannon wizard, Jargon, where did he go, halfling, Santh, cleric of Mani, Vixila, the guardian warrior, Gonlex, the warrior who dreams of seafaring journeys, Mephrodis, the corrupted wizard, Bong, the glistening warrior, Aram, the sergeant-at-arms warrior, and Jadawin, the apprentice wizard. The adventurers continued their search through the wizard's tower in search of the elusive Americal. Making their way through rooms that appear to jump from level to level in the tower, the party eventually finds their way to the wizard's main chamber. Mass chaos erupts with a stunning finale as the characters spellburn their way out of a hot spot. Tell me more about this sword, Jeffrey. What do you want to know about it? Well, for one thing, when I let it go, do I have the use of my arm that it's attached to? Is it like... Yes, you do. It's like a when sword. you let it go, it... Give me just a second. When you let it go, it turns back into a shapeless pool of shiny liquid. But you're able to grasp it again, and it repeats its process. It, like, wraps itself over your, uh, over your arm and sort of forms into a long sword. While it's over your hand, you can no longer grasp anything else but the sword, but you can put it down as you, as you want. So you couldn't, like, put it in a scabbard? Yeah, it probably wouldn't work well with that. It's like a, a formless pool of mercury-like stuff or something? Yeah, it looks like, mer- yeah, looks like mercury. Hmm. And it, it drained me of seven hit points. Drained you of seven hit points, which you should have noted on your character sheet, because it could become important. And I threw the other little bits in there real quick. Just Okay. There may be more to it than that, but that's the basics for the moment. That's to hit and damage? Yes. Does the crit range increase as I increase in levels? Maybe yeah. Maybe whatever. Uh... Yep. So, yeah, Bong's already an 18 to 20, then it'd be uh, 17 to 20. Okay. Only against humans. Nice. Oh, is that like a bang or something? Yep. <laughs> that's the best kind so, of bang. So, Mephrodis may know to warn Bong that a human wielding a Bane human weapon, there might be other potential disadvantages to that. And Mephrodis says that. Uh, mm-hmm. And Bong says, what sort of disadvantages, Mephrodis? Mephrodis isn't real sure, other than um, Bane weapons tend to, oh, if they're wielded by what they are the Bane of, Weird energies could come into play at certain moments and certain times. Mephrodis, you're being as non-explicit as my dungeon master. <laughs> That's all he knows. All right. That's more than I figured he would know. That's where we left off last week, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, so we cleared out 7-2. That's where the sword came from, right? Yep, sword came from 7-2. Right here, all the skulls were down there in 7-1 to the south. No. What were on those tables, by the way, surrounding the... the tables were empty. I believe they're like work tables, stone tables. They're like uh, they're more like ovens, I guess. It looks like they're more uh, like the tops of kilns, fire ovens to create okay. heat in the center. All right. So each one could have been burning hot, you know, flammable material to heat the center of the room to form the sword. Nothing else of note in that room, is there? Baptist picked up the Baptist what? He picked up a blood-stained obsidian dagger. Mm. He licked it. He licked it. It was tasty. <laughs> <laughs> it was tasty. It seemed to have no magical effect that you're aware of. Okay. Where was this? In this room? 
No, it was, yeah, it was like two sessions ago, I think. Yeah, that was back when we had the. I think that was in the room with all the uh, tortured paraphernalia. And oh. With uh, the, the happy time room? Yeah, no, right next to the kinky sex room and the, yeah, the room with workshop. The yeah. Yeah. It was the, uh, what, the autopsy room or whatever called it? Yeah, with the blueprints, I think that's where it was. Right. Okay. I guess press on, uh, go check. So, yeah, you guys came, yeah, because you guys came in this door on the left, so this is the door you've not been through on the right. All right, just going to go out to the hall and take a look at H and try to check for traps. Okay. Nine. You do not find any traps. I expected. Uh, Baptist will try. Okay. uh, 24. Baptist does not find any traps either. Nice. Is it, uh, is it locked? It is not locked. Uh, <clears throat> Snitch will open and look through this time. Who's going to look through? Snitch. Okay. So Snitch opens the door and sees. Snitch opens the door and an antiseptic odor hangs heavy in the air. The room contains a pair of raised dioceses holding a trio of heavy wooden beds of abnormal length, several overlarge chairs, and tables whose tops are uncomfortably high. Gauzy sheets of colored fabric hang from the walls, and rough-hewn wooden pillars stand about the room. At the far end of the chamber is a staircase rising upwards. Before you stand three odd, identical human-like creatures over seven feet tall with motley pallid gray and chalky white flesh. Black glass lenses cover the eyes of these lanky-limbed and grotesque men. They wait patiently for you to advance. They're on the tables? They're like... They're standing near the tables. They're standing? Yes, they are... uh, Are they moving at all? They seem to be very well aware of your presence and are standing still. They seem to be aware, but they're standing still. What makes them seem aware of us? I'm going to show you a quick picture. Mm. That's what they look like. What the hell? <clears throat> They're seven feet tall. They're seven feet tall, and they seem either to have been expecting you or have acute senses and heard your approach or something along the lines of that. But they are aware of your presence, and they're standing over this direction. And they really don't have a lot of torso, do they? Which direction was it? Down here on the south side. Oh, by the beds? Yep, so and you came in. They're this up way. on a. Those beds are up on a dais. You said. Yeah, yeah. It's a. How high is it? Looks like about three feet high. Do we see any steps or anything that lead up it? No, they seem tall enough. They probably don't need it. Is the furniture bigger than normal? Just slightly. I mean, not giant sized. Probably like you know a foot extra on the end of the bed. The chairs are probably got an extra six inches on the legs. Mephrodis. Glances over at the other side of the room, like looks like a table and chairs and a, a tall desk. You said, "What what's going on over there?" Over here. In the north. Yeah, the, all the other stuff up there mm-hmm. looks like perhaps more of a dining area or something like that. So, like maybe the the bed area is over here, and you know, table and chairs like for card games, food, role playing games, does stuff it, like that. Does it look like nice does it look like they are bound by anything? Like or are they free roaming? We can't see any bonds or anything. They do not appear to be bound by anything. Is there no other entrance that we can see to the room? There's a the stairs going up. Do you see a window across the way? Oh, okay. and stairs that move up. Oh, not move up, but go lead up. 
thought that was a table for some reason. Now tables are up here on this dais, and, and then those are right there. Yeah. Yep. Mifford those sort of them. waves at them and says, "Hey, Almus uh, Terban Trebula, how are you?" And they m- move extremely quickly, <laughs> and one moves over here to the stairs. And one moves and like cat-like reflexes leaps up onto this dais. So now you've got one on this dais towards the north by the table, one in front of the steps, and one over here on the bed dais. Can we see? And they like, just, when you spoke to them, they just lanky, seven foot long, and agile and quick. They you just say move fast, like in game terms. Like what would their speed roughly be? Faster, um, faster than us? Yeah. So out of curiosity, but, uh, can we probably see, like, like you know forty forty five uh, feet around. Okay. Can we see any kind of like facial expression on them, or are they just kind of like blank face? Not blank face, expression? expressionless. Are they uh, looking at us? They are. I mean, um, Snitch just want to open the door, so Snitch obviously has the best view of this. You guys can sort of cra- you know peer in and and stuff like that. Does anybody have any food or a fireball? Fireball would be good. Jargon's got water, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could probably find some kind of food amongst us. You know, I... <clears throat> now... Mephrodus has rations. Do they look kind of frightened? Food of the gods, don't you have that? They do oh, not I seem do. frightened. Oh, Matt, that's a fantastic idea, and the fact that I'm sure moments after I cast it will be rolling for me on the... Uh, fumble table or on the uh, disapproval table again. Followed directly keep, by initiative. Keep in mind that uh, I have to uh, do whatever you guys say still. Mm. Yeah, the vow of humility. Yep. Um, gonna remember and rub his hands together pleasingly. Yes. Um, but I will cast Food of the Gods. I got a 22. That's not so bad. That's not too bad. See what type of tasty little snack I make. The cleric creates food and water from thin air, creating enough to feed 15 plus caster level, so 19 people. I want to see how this manifests too. I want to see like I'm gonna I'm I'm lay some magic down on these fools. Uh, inedible substances such as wood, stone, and dirt are transformed into edible substances. So do I basically like turn their beds into a banquet? Yeah, I'm thinking you turn the, the – I mean, for that many people, you turn like – if you're focused over on this way, then you turn like all three beds into just like food and, you know, the roast turkeys and bowls of fruit and, you know, cheeses and breads. Bong's like, that looks looks pretty dang good. Santh will spin around and take a bow. <laughs> we applaud. Did they respond? They did not respond. They seem uh, to ignore the food, like they have no interest in food. You know, that would be an excellent side business for Sam, by the way. Could be. Catering. Catering. <laughs> 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 Come to Simple gonna... Money and get your sacrifices and uh, your catering. Simple Sam's sweets. Ooh. I just going to step into the room with his dagger drawn. Yeah, Bella Gall will. Uh, is Go ahead, Aaron. Cast magic. Magic missile. So, yeah. as follow Baptist in, by the way. Steps in. The one over here on the beds on that south wall 
he punches out and his limb is extremely long. It gives him a reach of like 10, 10 plus feet Dang. as he tries to punch at Baptist. And then we'll roll initiative after this. I have to run a gauntlet. Once oh. he hit Baptist. That's a hit. So Baptist takes, whoops, one point, two points of damage from that. We're going to make this and rubber man pay. Everybody can roll initiative now. So 16 for initiative. Baptist gets struck at. 17-3. GM rolled an 11. Do, 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 do. Shit. Man, look at you all. Shit. You only took two points of damage and you already need healing? I needed healing from before. <laughs> <sighs> he, he was kind of the focus of some pretty big baddies. Why is true. I don't remember. It was Baptist. in the... the uh, basilisk or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. The basilisk in the stone pillar room did a number on you guys. Baptist, are you commanding Sans to heal you? All I remember yes. is Bong choking him out. Yes, Baptist is. Okay. Are you asking for any type of particular uh, presentation for the healing? Like, do you want to dance or a song or something nah, like just, that? Just do it. What's that? All right. Marvin Gaye song? <laughs> Marvin Gaye song. <laughs> okay, so... That puts Jargon and Snish up front, followed by Samp and Belagal, and then we'll have Mephrodus and Bong, and then Critters and then Baptist. So, Jargon and Snish, you're up first. Okay. Why did um, Baptist get punched? Dang. Well, Snish is, like, right there, isn't he? Yeah, Snish is right up front. He's got he's right there. He watched Baptist walk into that room, and that creature just seemed to have, like, super long reach and just smacked him across the jaw. Um, all right. Probably just gonna swing at him. Okay. Let's see what we can do here. So you close up to the dais? Um, sure. Why not? Got a bad feeling that's gonna be a bad idea. Uh, let me double check these numbers here quick. Yeah, I gotta do manual rolling on this, so bear with me as I mute and unmute when I type. Just copy and paste it. Two. And that would be a fumble. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I like this. Fumble is 1d8 with leather. Believe so. Yeah, that's what I've got marked down. So, rolled an 8. Awesome. Ooh. Accidentally smash your weapon against a solid, unyielding object, a rock, a wall, even the ground. Mundane weapons are ruined. Magical weapons are not affected. So you smash and ruin your weapon against the stone dais. That was unfortunate, because that was his longsword. This was Snish. Yeah, Snish. Yeah. So he has one weapon left. Jargon, seeing Snish completely with it, is going to actually stealth and then wait to kind of move in after the rest of the group goes in. Okay. Make a stealth ten. check. Ugh, ten for stealth, not good. Okay. Where'd you move to in the room? Uh, I'd say just on the inside right-hand portion of the door, like just okay. around the corner of it. Okay. And just waiting there. And then that takes to Santh and Belagar. So, um, Santh is going to break into a Marvin Gaye song because when he gets that feeling, <laughs> uh, oh, that needs, that needs sexual healing. And he asked for it, so nice. I'm going to mosey on over there, just kind of swagger, shake a little. Oh man! Oh, that Manny was, did not mean. like that. 
that's even a disapproval for you, right? Oh, yeah, it is. Puts my disapproval up to seven and... 64 on the disapproval table. <laughs> Should have chose Otis Redding instead. Whoa, 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 whoa. I thought it was the die roll. Is it the, is it the action oh, thing? Oh, no, no, you're right. You're right. 2d4. My fault. I was all excited. No. We know how you are, Jim. No, it's not the die roll. You think it's the die roll? We've been doing the we've been doing the di- the natural die roll, not the result, because we've I'm, I don't know maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like we've always done that because even if you rolled like you couldn't ever roll a one if you're adding in your caster level unless you counted the natural roll as your disapproval roll. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know if I like that, but go ahead, two four then. Of course you would like it. Sounds sounds like a uh, sounds like a spell burn problem. <laughs> Get into those disapproval rolls. Oh God! Jeez. I'd like to say well. that that's. I'd like to say that's minus one for uh, for luck, but he burned his luck, so it's not. I have a negative four penalty to spell checks on the specific spell that resulted in disapproval. So laying on hands, oh, it lasts. <laughs> You had a minus yeah. one going from before, too. Right, right. Yeah, I've been taking that into account with the plus four, because okay. normally I'm at a plus five. So, yeah, I'm at negative four until the next day. Oh, this is going great. <laughs> well, you know, the good news is that That's I'm a game changer. That is a game changer. Speaking of game changers, Belagall is going to throw an axe at this rubber, <laughs> stretchy rubber fist man. Because he doesn't have very many hit points, so he's gonna stand back and throw an axe. Okay, that's that's a game changer right there. That could be a game changer. And with my deed guy, he's gonna try and hit the thing in the eye and blind it temporarily. Temporarily, no deed die, but a nineteen. You do hit. You missed the deed, but you do hit. Which one are you going for? The one by the beds, the staircase, or the table? The one by the beds. Okay. Two points of damage. That is a game changer. <laughs> does he go down? He does not. Oh. <laughs> In fact, he seems to shrug off the uh, wound for the most part. But I mean, he's hit. You see it do damage, but but he's not like regenerating okay. that we can tell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mephrodis and Bong. All right. You've watched Snish walk in, break a weapon. You've watched Santh fail spectacularly on trying to heal Baptist, and an axe go flying across the room and strike one. But Mephrodis is studying their the lenses or whatever they're are on their eyes. Do they look? Do they stand out in some way? Like they're not really a part of them? Like there's something special about those lenses? They seem to be part of the creature. Okay. My honest opinion is I don't really want to go in the room, so I think we should draw back and let Nooney Klaus throw a fireball in here and be quick and simple, hopefully. Well, the problem is they're going to, they're going to go before my turn. Okay. I'm um, last in order, so whatever we do. All right. Well, while Mephrodis is studying eyeballs, Bong... Try to, try to slow them down if you can, maybe. Slow them down. Take out legs. Yeah, Bong is going to swing his new Quicksilver sword like right at the hip socket of the rubber dudes. Okay. And attempt to cripple them in some way. The one closest to him. Okay. Plus, this is a long sword then, so it counts as a lucky yes. weapon. So that yep. would be plus. Counts as a long sword. Five. So plus one to hit. Too bad they're not human. Bong hits the deed. He rolls a 14. 
He misses. Does um, not strike one of these creatures. 14 misses, man. On his second attack, he is going to attempt the same thing. Good. So you fumbled and increase on the fumble chart, go one die higher than normal. Because of the sword? And there's You're the thinking catch. it might have something to do with the sword. Jerk ass sword. <laughs> <laughs> Two fumbles, one disapproval. We're off to a great start. This is like game three, right? All right. What's that? Actually, Bong took off his armor. Yeah, so I'm, I, I've never heard you say you put your armor back on. So. Okay, so I'm going to roll a, a D6 then on the fumble table. And of course, it's a six. Therefore, your weapon becomes entangled <laughs> in your armor. You must spend your next round untangling them. In addition, your armor bonus is reduced by one until you spend ten minutes refitting the tangled buckles and straps. But I don't have so, any armor, so nothing happens. Well, you probably get tangled up in your backpack or something like that, and you take an agility bonus minus. So you're like AC is nine at the moment. No, nothing happens. <laughs> That was not applicable. He's sitting his... there just screaming about the sword stuck in his loincloth. <laughs> loincloth fell down around his ankles. He's <laughs> <laughs> just standing there. Glistening. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, Colgrim is going to, like, uh, going to step up and try to attack him. And he has a plus... What's his strength? 14 plus 1. 1d4 plus 1. He is also going to try to cripple. He goes for the new cap. This is Colgrim? Yes. And he has a 17 and he hits the deed. Okay. He has a 21 total that he hit the deed. So he hits and he's got the deed, which you're going for a cripple, right? Yeah, he's trying to hit him in like a, a, a leg joint, hip or knee or something. Okay. Go ahead and roll your damage. Oh, yeah. I forgot. You have to do that, don't you? <laughs> it's been a week since we played. Come on. Can't be expected to remember the rules that long. <laughs> like rolling for damage. <laughs> okay, so he rolled a three on his deed and a plus one for his strength. And he has eight damage. So you hit him. You hit him in the knee, and he seems to stumble slightly, but it's almost like this was distributed across all three because you see wounds appear on the other two oh, okay. as well. Hmm. Hmm. How, how hurt does he seem to be? Not super hurt. Okay. So the, the damage done is just divided among the three of them. It's probably best just to focus fire on one of them in there. Yeah, Mephrodis is going to cast Snarling Vines, okay. which attracts unwanted attention. And he's going to try to hit the ones in the back of the room in particular to see if he can hold them still, still while we okay. beat, beat on this first one. If I can get all three, I will. But I'm going to try to put okay. the radius of the spell far back. He has a 25 on his roll. There you go. There you go. Where's my Malloc sheet? There it is. I hit my save for what it's worth. <laughs> No save. <laughs> a 50-foot <clears throat> radius area becomes entangled with roots coming up from the ground. No prior vegetation needed. Creatures within move at half their normal movement rate and suffer a negative four to attack, skill checks, 
and spell checks. A DC 18 strength check allows the target's snarl to move and act without penalty for one round. So they're taking a negative four DC 18 strength check to move as normal. And it's a 50 foot radius. So if I threw it on the staircase, one, two, three, everybody in the room is going to be. Uh, yeah, pretty much that will hit everybody in the room. So anyone in there now would have to make that. Can I take a lower result? <laughs> yeah, you can take a lower result. All right, I'm going to reduce that to. Are these 10 foot squares? 10, 20, 30, 40. Uh, if I took a 40 foot radius, would that also, would that free us, leave us unhindered? 10 foot squares, so even a. 40 foot radius is gonna like if you centered it back here on the stairwell that's still 10 20 30 40 to the door all right well, almost the, the door i'll take the uh, 18 through 19 check result which is a 20 foot radius then okay and oh. they take a negative two to their attack all attack skill checks and spell checks and there's a dc 17 strength check that allows them to move and act without penalty for one round does it stand that if you walk and enter that space as it stands, then you get rooted? Is that how that works, or is it just... Yeah. Yeah, as long as Mepherd is, um, sustains the spell. Gotcha. And that's all my deeds. Okay. So the one up here who's on the fringe of the, the vines doesn't even really have to try to move. It just uses its long arms and punches out. It punches a bong first. That's a hit. Punches you, hits you for six points of damage. Okay. And it punches you again. Lame. For another four points of damage. Okay. It looks, it does this with rapid speed, and it's actually able to throw a third punch at you. That's a hit. For five more points of damage. Dang. And, and the others that. seem to be far enough back and in the, the, the vines that they do not make an attack. It's almost like they were able to transfer their action to the one up near Bong. I think it's 15 points of damage, right? Yeah. Yes. Fireball it. Four and five. Hold your yeah, action 15 we points get out and fireball it next round. And then that does take us to Baptist and Nooney Klaus. All right, Nooney Klaus is going to burn six, six points of spell burn. Okay. And cast magic missile. Okay. Oh, 31. 31. Yes, <laughs> 31. That can be good. Is that the 2012 result? I would think so. 2d6 plus 1 missiles. So 2d6 plus 1. That wasn't. Plus 1 missiles that one do 1d8 plus caster level. Each can be named a separate target range. This line of sight, regardless of path, exists. The magic missile has limited ability to defy magic shield and other protections. Compare this spell check against the spell check used to create magic shield. The magic missile spell check is higher. The magic shield is only 50%. Yeah, there's no magic shield, so... Okay. So that is... 48. 1d8 plus caster level. Caster level times 4. Plus 20. Right. 24 damage. Ain't bad. Magic missiles go flying in, strike the one over by the beds, and it gets peppered with these four missiles, but it continues to stand, though you see scorch marks on the other two as well. Hit it again but it, they still attack. stand, all three of them. You've got a separate, a second roll if you want to roll a d14 to attack, just spell cast again. Mm. It's risky. But. Yeah, I'm, let's see. Uh, Baptist... I uh, would like to move to attack 
Is there any chance I move to a backstab position on the closest one? Because of the vines, no. Okay. Just so I've got a, it would, they sort of... Are any of them off, are they just scorched? Uh, just scorched. Like where the magic just missiles scorched. peppered the one, similar marks popped up on the others. All right, Babis is going to um, douse one of them in oil, the closest <laughs> one. <laughs> Okay, yeah. you're just going to throw some oil at him then? Yeah, some flammable oil. He'll just toss it on there. Oh, is that a range touch? Yep. Is that how range. we've been doing yeah, it? Just, yeah, pretty much like a range touch. They lower AC because you just need to sort of splatter it on him than anything. 13. Yeah, you get it in, it lands like, you know, right near him, splatters up on him, and you've splashed the one up by the beds with oil. I also like to drop the space katana okay. over towards Jargon. Snitch. Okay. When they're taking damage, are they ta- are they making any kind of noise, or are they just silent, straight face? Silent. Silent, straight face. They seem like no reaction. These guys are a little more sadistic than we are. And that does bring us back to Jargon and Snitch. All right. So Snitch will pick up the space sword, or the okay. space katana. Okay. Um, where is he currently in relation? Because he could only actually pick up counts as a move, doesn't it? Counts as a move, but he's over there by the one, so I mean he could pick it up and attack with it because I, the, he's right up there, pretty much bong. What are the and jargon's over to the other side of the door. Right, what are the stats? Uh, D, uh, like a long sword. Oh, Treat D8. it like a long sword. Yeah. No plus, just D eight. Oh, you can apply strength if you have it, but well, well that does me no good. Yeah. So yeah, just D eight, no magic. Uh, All right. It's from space. It is from space. It seems to be a rare metal. All right, I guess uh, if Jargon doesn't move, he could probably pull out his long bow or his short bow and uh, take a shot, right? Yep. Okay, so I think he's going to do that because he's... Okay, which, which one's he going to shoot at? The one by the beds. One not okay. In, one not in melee. Not in melee. One not in... Oh, good point. The one by the stairs. But what's the worst that could happen shooting in the melee? Bomb gets shooting other people by one of his friends. <laughs> Judging by how I've been rolling, like, Jeff, you know better. <laughs> um... I don't know. I don't know if we can be friends after this. <laughs> Find my... There it is. So, shooting at the one by the stairs. Okay. Six. And you miss. That's Arrow why goes flying across the back wall. <laughs> um, and then I guess... Uh, <sighs> Snitch will swing with the newly picked up space katana. It's a plus four, by the way. <laughs> is it not? Jeffrey didn't say no, so yes it is. No, it is not. <laughs> and that is a miss Five. as well. Good lord. The luck is not with Adam tonight. Who is toting the torch, by the way? It was, uh, Fallen, wasn't it? That was like... He's the last one to have it. ...sessions ago. That was like when he went down the rope to the... That was a while ago. Yeah, he climbed up the... Did we ever Jargon's light a torch? Do we ever light yeah. a torch after we came up the uh, fountain or the water pool? I thought we had. I assume we did. It was dark. I've got... Yeah, we must have, because I've got one mar- uh, marked off missing... Apple stain probably had it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> probably one of the fell hirelings. All right, Mephrodis has it. Okay, so Jargon and Snitch have gone. It takes it to Santh and uh, Belgal. All right, and we did not do the retreat. No, we did not. Santh is a uh, Santh believes in the power. We're gonna see what happens here. We burn one down. <laughs> this, this could be a straight T twenty roll to heal Baptist, and my disapproval is currently at seven. <laughs> Got our good luck charm. I'm not going to sing any Marvin Gaye wait, songs wait. this time. 
a minute. Wait a minute. Nice. Yeah, that's the way it's done. Oh, the 19. That is the way it's done. It's gone very poorly. Eight, eight points healing. That could have gone poorly. Belagall. How far? How far away is uh his rubber man? Which one's there, the closest one to us? One right closest one is right over here, like on the fringe of the snarling root spell. Is right over here. This is the one most people have been focusing on. Jargon took a shot at the one back by the stairs, who's fully in the roots. And then there's another one that's sort of on the friend, like yeah. more or less in it over back here by the table. Is Belagall within melee distance of Rubber Man on the on the dais? Yes, he could move there pretty easily. I mean, ten feet. I don't know if he wants to open himself up like that. He's still level one. He's he's a cautious, chaotic rebel dwarf. Uh, look, look for some <laughs> other opportunity. Flip Isn't this the same or something. chaotic dwarf that's peed on a scroll twice now since he's been on the party? Yes. <laughs> and peed on Jargon. He peed yeah, on Jargon. And Jargon. He's, he's probably still Ooh, happy That's a 21, though. Um, Which is a hit. I'm going to use that D-die. I guess I should have declared that, shouldn't I? Never mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Seven points of damage. Okay, nice solid hit on the one on the dais, but it is still up. But a, a axe wound shows up on the other two as well, from the same spot that Belagall hit. Hit him in the face. And that takes us to Mephrodis, Bong, and Colgrim. Mephrodis runs over and jabs a torch right in the uh, the uh, oily spot on the one closest. To okay. This. What sort of attack do you to make? Uh, make a like a, a normal melee attack. I'm plus two. Let me double check. It's two. Thirteen. Okay, you hit him, and he erupts into flame. Go ahead and roll a d6. For five. And he starts to flame and smolder, and you see burn marks start to appear on the other ones as well. They're sizzling. Yep, he is sizzling. Boom. But they're not, they're not calling out or anything? They are not. They are soundless. Just taking it like men. Mm-hmm. Vong taking advantage of the situation. He again hits the one in front of him. He's trying to go for... Uh, he's going to try to sever one of the arms as he attacks. Okay. So maybe cut down on some of these punches to the face that Vong keeps taking. And he swings. He hits the D Ooh. with a 7. Rolls yes. Rolls 6 total. Ooh. You definitely hit. That's a good hit. You mastered the deed. For 14 damage. Okay, nice. you hit one, and the the new sword just cleaves the arm right off of one of them. Back when it falls, the arms fall off the other two as well. So all of them lose, lose an arm. And this time, though they haven't made any visual or sounds, they definitely are starting to look worse for the wear, all three of them. Well, bong being energized by the success of that attack, immediately makes a second attack and tries to cut off the other arm. We only get the one deed on it, though. So I don't get to roll a deed? Do I get to add the deed as part of my You can take your seven and carry it, but the special piece is in that first attack. Okay. All right. 18 to hit. That hits. And that is going to be 18 damage. And and Bong just went crazy on that one, and all three of them dropped to the ground 
unmoving. Nice. This is revenge for Bong having lost his loincloth. He is just <laughs> seriously guess. upset. Bong, Bong's cool with that. He likes to show off his body. I mean, it's too bad there's no females here, <laughs> Man, he but, just, you know. He didn't leave that loincloth laying on the floor. So all three of them fall to the ground, and the room's filled with snarling roots and oversized furniture and stairs at the back. Once we're assured that they're dead, Mephrodus will dispel that, the roots. Should we poke them, like the 10-foot pole? Yeah, we'll just do, you know, with the sword or whatever, just to make sure they're Mm -hmm. not moving. They do not move. If they're well and truly dead, Mephrodus will dispel the, the roots. Mephrodus is kind of interested in that thing. He's really taking a good... And what thing? One of those creatures. Just looking at it over... Baptist? Is he looking for the tasty cuts? Yes. He's thinking about eating it. (laughs) (laughs) So they appear human-like. Their skin is the pallid gray, chalky white flesh. It's a little rubbery. Uh... And their eyes, the lenses that cover, though they're built in, seem to actually be a glass of some sort. Let's cut those out. Yeah, he'll pull those out, and he'd like to just gut it and look at its insides. We're going to do an alien autopsy right here. (laughs) It's very similar to a human anatomy. It does have uh, three stomachs and two hearts. Ooh, two hearts. Very similar to a human Jargon's going to go over to the desk area here. He's going to kind of take a look around, see if we can find anything in it, on it. Does, okay. the, does the organ smell like Baptist would expect organs to smell like? Uh, they have an antiseptic odor to it. Hmm. Antiseptic? Hmm. It's almost Is there anything? Like, I keep imagining hospitals. Behind the glass? Uh, <clears throat> behind the, the lens, you see a, it's almost like a second eye behind the lens. I'm going to crack that skull open. And look at it. Mephrodus wants to look through one of the lenses. It l- looks like it's a tinted uh, lens that probably, they were probably somewhat sensitive to light, and the, the lens sort of shaded the real eye from ambient light. Crap, we should have pulled the some curtains sunglasses. down. Make some sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Start a new trend. They're probably like some big, like, Top Gun looking aviator glasses, you know. Real. However, they are. They'll be awesome. Bong's gonna eat some of that delicious food. Okay. Because this food is still there and it is delicious. delicious. Yeah, we all hunger. I'm a yeah. I'm a hunker down and eat some of that too. It's a good idea. We've been we've been adventuring for a long time. <laughs> just just jerking <laughs> over at the desk. Over at the desk, it doesn't have any drawers in it or anything like that. It is a slightly oversized table. There does not seem to be anything remarkable about it. Okay, so go back over and join the group meeting. What about around the beds? The beds have simple gray blankets on them, rough sheets, and there's nothing underneath the beds or anything like that. They are slightly oversized, probably about a foot, foot and a half longer than normal beds. Um, is there anything under the dais? Any hidden compartments or anything like that? As you go ahead and make an intelligence check, you don't find anything. Seems to be solid stone. Who is that looking, Baptist or Nini Klaus? I'm it's Baptist. Baptist. Mephrodus will go help you look. He has a 17 on his roll. Mephrodus pokes around, taps on it. Each of the stone diocese uh, is plain, simple stone. There doesn't seem to be any inscriptions, writing, and they all seem solid. Bong, while he's eating the delicious cheeses and breads, is going to look out the window and see how far off the ground we are. You are about 180 feet up. 
So that's what we were last time I looked out. So we're on the same level, right? Let me check my notes. I don't know if you've been at a 180 before. 160 probably, 165. That may be what I'm thinking. Okay, so we're going higher up. This is this seems to be the highest up you've been so far. Okay. The uh, the view out the window doesn't change any anyway. like still the city, right? Still the city. Yep. Still views of the great city. Okay. What about these curtains? These gauzy curtains? Do they look valuable or nice? They do not. They do not seem valuable at all. That's a bunch of junk. Um. Well, anybody else have any ideas? Um. What do the stairs look like? These stairs are a spiral staircase that leads up and through a hole in the ceiling. It's made of wood, metal. Stone stairs. Stone spiral staircase. Okay. Baptist is going to Baptist does not find any traps. All right, he's going to slowly move up as he's checking. Okay. Snitch will join him. Oh, okay. By the way, Bong is hurt pretty bad. I don't know yeah, you, you guys... I can drink that potion if it's too risky. We could, uh, we could take a ride on the wild side here. All right, I'm down... <laughs> I'm down more than half. Santa is underneath a vow of humility. I don't want to boss him around because... Nothing like D20 rolls straight up. <laughs> straight D20, man. 50% chance you get healed. Flip that so another 50% chance you got to worry about, though. It's actually, that. actually, it's only a 45% chance you get healed, too. But... <laughs> <laughs> But we're round up the 50s. That's right. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Here we go. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's one. That's another one. It's a good thing we're not doing the difference between the disapproval and you guys need to to do a spell burn episode about that. Maybe you already have. I haven't been able to listen because work's been kicking my butt. So a D4 for your disapproval on that little one you rolled. I'm just waiting for your roll natural seven on the dice. Or now an eight. I want to see an eight D4 on this chart. I'm sure you do. That could be my entire entertainment for the evening right there. Eight D4 with a 32 is the result. Recruit a new follower. Whatever. <laughs> That's nothing. You know how many times I've done that? <laughs> I refer to gods. Yeah, you should have a lot of credits by now. I mean, this many people in turn. Seriously, this this many goddess goddesses. She's greedy. I might have to. I might have to skip gods again. Disapproval at eight now. Yeah, I think Jorga will go over to Sans kind of nudge and be like, "It was looking pretty good again, huh?" <laughs> he looks down and he says, "How's that brand treating you?" <laughs> he's, gonna give, he's gonna give him the finger. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Belagol just looks over and laughs and puts his his hand in front of his face and makes like tentacles at <laughs> at, at Jargon. <laughs> face right, where tentacles. Where is this dwarf coming from? And why is he talking to you? <laughs> Bong's pretty loyal, and this dwarf is kind of new, so dwarf, Bong might be tempted to shake him around a little bit if he keeps it up. Just let me know if he's bothering you, Jargon. It's like, I'm going to give Bong a thumbs up and then toss him a little bat of oil, like a little uh, jar or vial of oil. <laughs> Some body oil? <laughs> yeah, like, looking a little dry there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's not really so, vanity, so oh. people can't get a good hold on me. <laughs> so I can slip out of sleeper holes. <laughs> You've got stairs up. You've got a wounded bong. Uh, Fabius is going to take it, go up the stairs ever so 
slowly and carefully. Yeah, I think we'll be like checking every step for it to like give way on the way up. Yeah. Okay, so these stairs go up, and as you creep up the stairs, you come up into a chamber where the walls are mirrored, producing a maddening display of multiple reflections, endless images, and eye-watering repetitions. Even the gleaming marble floor and 30-foot-high ceiling, streaked with the ubiquitous crimson veins, reflect the room and those within it. In the center of the room is a bizarre chair floating 10 feet above the floor. Shaped like a hollow metal sphere sliced in half, the gleaming throne is lined in black velvet and padded with satin cushions. A quintet of glowing ruby-red crystals adorns this empty throne. Ruby-red crystals, empty throne. What are the ubiquitous veins again? The red veins all over the place? Yeah, through marble. Red veins through okay, marble. Okay, so it's marble. So the whole thing is not mirrored. There's marble and then the mirror's on the wall, correct? Yep, correct. And there's these two giant devil tails hanging out in the room there. That was kind of menacing. <laughs> so what you're selling is that Belagall should go sit in the throne. It's ten feet up. He can't reach it. Could toss, could toss jargon up there. Is it floating there? Oh, Ten feet high. Correct. <laughs> it, it, it is floating there. <laughs> I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> Don't toss the dwarf. Oh, no, no, no. I've got to toss the halfling. That's right. All right. <laughs> We're coming in, Jay. All right. So, Baptist has just got his head. I mean, he's just where he can see up into the room. He's not. He's going to stop. Okay. Once he gets. Is the room illuminated? Uh, with a yeah, it's illuminated with a uh, ambient light. Can I see anything in the mirrors? Do not not from your vantage point because you're just poking your head up. This might be some sort of weird scrying room or something. What's up? On, what's up on the ceiling? The ceiling has an intricately carved uh, marble ceiling to it as well, like molding around and just a very ornate, very fancy. Madness will take his. Grappling hook on his rope and just sort of toss it out into the room. About try to toss it out about twenty feet or so. Okay. Bong is close behind. So you throw it out there and it clanks on the floor. Just kind of pull it back, trying to see if you get any response to it. No response. Are there no uh, windows in this floor? Just mirrors. Correct. The entire. Mm-hmm. You see doors back at the back here. Right, door yeah, back there, and a, a door on the right and a door on the left. Where are we coming in? Oh, the stairs. The, the, the stairs, stairs coming up this way. Baptist would like to sneak on up into the room to the top of the stairs. Okay. Got an 18 on his roll. Okay, where are you going to go? I'd say skirt around uh, outside. Yeah, I'm going to try to just get up get up here behind the stairs. So, like, back right back here? Yeah. Okay. You get up there, and you sort of stand, you know, back there behind. Your mirror is behind you, and you see yourself in the mirror. Do I see anything else in any of the other mirrors? No. Though they create this dizzying effect because of mirrors upon mirrors and things like that. But uh, Can I see the see throne and all of the in the reflection? Yes. And it looks the same. There's no, there's no change in it. Nope, no change in it. I almost said we need to just skirt this room and keep on moving. I think we should get in that throne. Baptist just looks down the stairway and shrugs his shoulders. Bong will come up. I think we need to get in that throne. I bet if you're sitting in that seat, I bet it looks very different. Well, if you want to lift Baptist up, he's going to sit in it. Okay. Bong will lift Baptist up into the floating half-sphere throne. So Bong and Baptist are going to cross towards the throne? Yep. Checking yeah. for traps the whole way, of course. Of course. Well, 
Snitch is like still at the top of the stairs there. He's like kind of watching them from kind of like a you know alligator <laughs> out of water. <laughs> so as you guys start to cross the floor, a sudden figure appears, mm-hmm. and I will show you a picture. Oh. A sudden figure appears. Oh, oh this guy. And that's our boy, isn't it? Like he steps out of one of the mirrors, and then suddenly five more duplicate, five, a total of six step out from the mirrors, looking just like that. And then, and one of the figures goes to the throne and sits in the throne. Uh, it beats us there. Yes, because it seems like he just transported himself there. And each face stares at you menacingly, and a voice booms. It is seldom that I entertain assassins in my home. I've watched your progress with some interest, for it is rare that imbeciles and whoresons designed to provide, deign to provide me with such entertainment. Alas, I fear all performances must end, and we have reached this play's climax. You've come seeking my doom, believing I sleep defenseless on the night of the dead moon. Your intelligence is false. I've not needed such slumber since before you curs were whelped. I've gained other talents as well in those years. Allow me to demonstrate. He's monologuing. And he opens up with... Try to befriend him now. I can't befriend him. <laughs> Charm person. A... There goes that plan. Damn it. <laughs> When he started monologuing, Bong would have started sprinting towards him. So this proves the theory of... Uh... Lightning bolt, we're all dead. Bong drinks the potion real quick. <laughs> Bong drinks the potion but while he's talking. It happened too quick. Talk for a good 15 minutes. It could minutes. be painful, though. Maybe Klaus wants to uh, cast magic shields. Okay, hold on. Yes, yeah, They'll go initiative after this. Snitch yelled stuff down to people below so, Bong takes... Noonie Klaus can't spell dueling. He's not going to have that opportunity. It's not targeting Noonie Klaus at the moment. Okay. It targeted Bong. If he targeted you, you would have been able to try to... Is Mephrodus up the stairs to see this happening? You didn't say he was coming upstairs, but I'm, I'm flexible. But Bong takes 14 points of damage. From what? Uh, Scorching Ray. I think Bong might be dead. No, you he's... must make a reflex save. To half the damage? No. This is just to see if uh, you catch on fire or not. <laughs> Are you satisfied with that roll? Uh, no, I am not. Okay. Would you like He's covered die. with grease, too, man. He's going to light flammable. up like a torch. What's that? It's not flammable. He's going to light up like a torch. Yeah, he's going like, to be like a Chinese candle or something. Roman candle. <laughs> Did Bong want some luck on that one? That would be... Well, uh, the attack roll was a 19. My reflex save was a 7. It means I got 12 points to make up the difference to keep from catching fire. I'm down to 7 uh-huh. hit points now. Uh-huh. Darkin's going to burn 6. You got your 12. You made it. Okay. You burn 6 and so I'm Darkin okay. burns and you do not catch on fire. Okay. And now we can roll initiatives. We've got to have you alive, man. 16. <laughs> Come on now. Bong is going to end this fast. Man. Jeez. That's rough right there. Check that out. Yeah. Bong is pissed. Yep. <laughs> you may want to hit Plan. that potion if you got a chance. Okay. Mephrodus, Bong, and Colgrim. Bong. We've got five of these. 
Bong drinks the potion as he's sprinting across the room, getting ready to make a leap up into that chair. What is the potion again? It was like two two die? Yeah, I think it's a two die. Nice. All right, and as he throws the empty flask down as he makes a leap. He's going to try to leap up into that chair, and he's going to like start wailing on that wizard. Okay. With his quicksilver sword. Okay. Ooh. He rolls a 24 total, 5 on the deed. The one in the throne blinks out of his existence. All right. So there's five of these wizards left. Anybody got a ranged attack? Oh, can hit multiples? Nope. Colgrim's going to run over to the closest one and attack it with his long sword. 14, 4 on the deed, and the 20 total. And he strikes one, and it blinks out of existence. So right. We're just doing process of elimination right now. Yeah, he's got a mirror is? image up or something. Right yeah, now, so. it looks like he's got a mirror image up. Mephrodis or any spellcaster can tell you he's got a mirror image up. All right, Mephrodis is Mephrodis is going to run over to the one just past the one that Colgrim attacked and attack it with his longsword. Come on, Mephrodis. <coughs> Ten. That totally hits a wizard. Mephrodis misses. Doesn't even hit an image. It's Judge's turn. Yes. He's fixing to bring the hurt. It's gonna hurt. <clears throat> Baptist, it might be time to fish out the black goat's amulet. And it looks like the caster's gonna cast another spell. And looks like he is casting. Let me see what we get here first, and he'll tell you who this is going towards. So you see two energy missiles go flying towards Bong. Two energy missiles. The heat-seeking energy missiles? To do 17 points of damage to Bong as they both go flying into him. There goes that healing potion. And... 17, you say. Back down to 7. That ain't right. Casts another spell at Baptist. And... Oh, actually, he casts a spell at Baptist and Bong. Both need to make a will save. What was his check? What, uh, 14. 14, that fails. Doesn't fail. Baptist and Bong. This is Will. Yeah, Will. So you have to just beat a 14. You just have to beat the spell check. Baptist is fine. It, it was a spray of color that washed over oh, Baptist's okay. face. Bong. And same with Bong, but both of you guys shrug it off as these for two sprays, these rays of color wash over your eyes, but you shrug off the effects. I think that's now would be a good time to start screaming questions at him. We'll return to fight. Santh and Belagall. Alright, Belagall dashes out after one of them. Do we see which one's casting the... We just did... They all so. cast. Oh, what a crock of something. And there's four images left. I go to the leftmost one. Okay. 16 hit. Uh, yes, it does, and it blinks out of existence. All right, three left. <clears throat> Santh grabs the falks and goes after the rightmost one. Okay. <laughs> Eleven. And you miss. All right. So there's three images left, Jargon and Snish. Where are the three images located, Carmen? Uh, I'll put them on here real quick. Just a dot or something so I know where I'm looking you got one down here at the south, mm-hmm. one up here, and one back one here. All the way in the back. Okay. Uh, 
Jurgen's going to have his short bow out, and he's going to fire at the one that's uh, further to the north. Is this the okay. one that Sans went after, or no? Yeah, that's the one Sans okay. went after. So he's actually going to not go after him. He's going to go after this dude right there. Okay. Uh, so he'll shoot. 23? Yes. yes. That's the and real another image dead. blanks out. Okay. So you got two down. And Snish will jump after the one to the south and attack it. Let's see here. So the crit was just negated. Yeah. Because it hit a mirror. 16? Uh, that's a hit. And that's the one to the you, south. The one to the south. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one disappears. Okay. So it's one right here that has Mephrodis and the other dude. Who was it? Santa's over there. He went after that one with the Falks. It's just the one left. Yeah, yeah just the one, the one left. Gone. Is it my? Is, is it my? I'm up. Uh, yes, it is actually. Okay. Baptist and Nuni Klaus. Poison All right, Bab- Baptist will move to uh, attack the, the one that's left. Is there any way he can get a backstab on there, or is he too far to move this time? You might be able to get it next round though, if you stealth around or something like that. Uh, be more no, I'll just go ahead. It. I'll just go ahead and attack it. Okay. And, uh, great. And Goodness gracious. That would be a fumble on attacking. Fumble. How many ones is that for the night it was? Not as much as the other night, but it's getting True. close. You're getting close. The night is still young. Uh, I'm the laughing stuff of the party. <laughs> but otherwise, no damage done. <laughs> That's nice. Baddest looks around to see if anybody's laughing. <laughs> Everybody's just rolling around the floor. <laughs> we, we forgot about the fight. We just pointing out how much of call is laughing. Pointing and okay. laughing. Uh, clouds. This wizard's got guts. I gotta tell him that if he's fighting all of us, even if he is a powerful wizard. Um, Mini Klaus will attack as well. He'll run up and attack with his, his staff. 15. Uh, 15 hits. 15 hits. 5 points. Okay. It does indeed damage the, the wizard. And Mephrodis, Bong, and Colgrim. Mephrodis is going to spell burn. He's going to cut off a pinky or something like that. Okay. And he's going to dispel magic, and he's going to cancel his magic shield. Okay. Yes. If you need some more, let me know. I still got some left. That should cancel something. Let me check it out. Got a 15. Check it out. What we got? Failure, but the spell's not lost. Yeah, give me one. You just need one? Yeah, just one. Well, okay, you're getting two. Okay. Takes me up to 17. The caster cancels the active effects of a single spell with a non-permanent duration. The caster much touched... Must touch the spell effect to dispel it, so he, like, touches him. All right, so that should cancel a magic shield. Okay. So you have to touch him, right? Yes, I'm right there beside him. Okay. Uh, make a make a touch attack. Jeffrey, I already made my attack roll, and it was successful. <laughs> you made a spell check, and now you have a loaded hand of dispel magic. There's a dude right there surrounded by a bunch of dudes. He ain't going nowhere. Seven hits. You do not touch, but you still have to dispel magic on your hand. Cheater. <laughs> Somebody throw Mephrodis into him on their turn. Bong and Colgrim. Colgrim grabs Mephrodis by the skirts and just like slams him into him. Slams him into him. That's his deed. 
Oh, come on. Cobra misses. Mephrodis goes tumbling past Miracle. Mephrodis is a bone. I would like to twist some of these crystals or something up here, but he's going to like come from the top rope up there. He's going to leap down right into the press, try to <laughs> knock everybody down, hopefully knock Mephrodis into Miracol. I don't have a sword attack. Yeah, he's going to attack with a sword coming down to you. Say a prayer for Bone. <laughs> Roll 20. Why do you do this? <laughs> so an 8 does nothing. What happens to Bone? <laughs> He just jumps down. He just lands on his feet. He's right there beside him now. <laughs> He's not right beside him. The fight's like 20 feet away from him. He was leaping. He's a powerful figure. <laughs> yeah, up if you want to call an eight a leap, I guess. <laughs> 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 so, a miracle... Kills it. Oh, that was Adam. Yeah. So, a miracle withdraws back and then casts a spell... He takes opportunity attacks the whole way. And be thinking about who was next to that original green dot. Probably that high-priced Colbrum. And drops a fireball in... Counter it, Noonie. Counter the spell. Right. Counter it. This... Yeah, Noonie counter it. Later. Counter it. This is going to kill everybody. Go. Counter it. <clears throat> yeah. Noonie can shield. try to counter. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I don't know if this magic shield counter... Okay, magic. magic shield is down. Don't you remember? I have magic, magic shield. shield. The one you cheated your way out of, cheater. Grab the spell duels. Okay, so he cast fireball and magic shield can be used to counter that if you wish to try to recast magic shield. Okay, can I, can I spell burn? Yeah, you just call it before you go. Okay, I'm gonna spell burn. You gotta. What does he gotta hit to counter it? Over eighteen. Yeah, over eighteen to. Let me look it up. So I've got we've got the attacker spell check, which I'm sitting at an eighteen, and there'll be the defender spell check as he casts magic shield. So he'll try to cast magic shield. If he successfully casts, then we'll compare the chart on table four or five. All right, he's gonna spell burn four. <laughs> Yes, magic shield. Jeez. Can you counter with fireball? Counter with fireball. The magic shield, you got to touch somebody, right? It's got to be in range. No. No, it's just what you rolled. That's why you had to touch. It's not always the same. No, if you're countering with magic shield, are you countering magic shield or with fireball? I'm countering with magic shield. Okay. If that'll work. Does yeah, it, it, magic shield can counter a fireball. Okay, I, I failed it anyway. Can I get some luck from Jargon? <sighs> yes, so you, you get all the luck. Oh, hold it. We better reinvite him. I bet you he. Oh. <laughs> Let's get the luck battery back here real quick. I reinvited him in case he can't get back in. I'll do a rules on directly. Uh, page one oh ninety-eight. One ninety-eight. Okay. Yep. So you're making opposing scroll checks. What kind of scrolls does Noonie Cloud, I mean, does Baptist have? Well, Baptist, Baptist hasn't taken his turn yet. I mean, what kind of scrolls does he have? Oh, uh, he has... Going to probably say... Shield touch. Luck wouldn't work only because 
like under aiding a counter spell, wizards may not aid each other in a spell duel because it's happening so quickly. So I'm sort of inclined to say luck couldn't apply to that particular check. Okay. That's not a wizard helping him. That's him helping himself. <laughs> you got to lighten up, Jeffrey. You're going to try to kill us all here. <laughs> you're not. You're breaking the rules. Well, are you looking to spend your own luck if it's... Oh, Jargon's luck. I'm sorry. I thought you meant... Yeah, I thought he was going to burn luck. I'm sorry. Now, if I take Klaus back my insults, luck, Jeffrey. I, I, I would probably be more inclined to let Noonie Klaus probably spend some of his own luck, because that could happen... Because these yeah. are happening, like, near simultaneously. I've got a, I've got a beat an 18. Is that what's... That's the DC 18. I have to beat the 18. So, right? yeah. <laughs> so what happens is we... You have to... When your spell check, whatever your spell check ends up on table four or five, we'll look, we'll do the cross reference between my 18 and whatever you get. Then we'll take that dice roll right. and roll it on the counter spell table four six. Okay. And then if they equal, we roll. So what will happen is we don't know for sure what effects are going to happen, but if you get your spell to go off, then we'll cross reference. Right. I gotcha. We'll do the look up. Then we'll go to four six, and if you're high, which if you end up being high, then we'll roll whatever it tells us and look up the result. And it could be that they cancel each other okay. or you block partial damage, all okay. damage, something like that. And if our spell checks are equal, we roll on the other table. Flogistan. Yeah, if we end, correct. If you go for an equal, then we get the Flogiston Disturbance and we roll a D10 and see what happens because then some freaky stuff happens. All right, I'm kind of interested to see what would happen if I equal it. Right? Do it. Send them off somewhere else. So in that case, you'd want to burn four luck if you've got it. Then we'll hit the Flotestan Disturbance, and we'll end up just rolling a D10. Uh, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna burn five. Okay. So in that case, you would be sitting at a 19. So we take 18 cross reference to the 19. So we're rolling a D3 on the four six table. You can go ahead and make the roll since you won. Okay. And we'll be looking at the defender high column of the result of that D3. So mitigate D4, roll D4, and subtract this from the attacker spell check. Attacker spell still carries through at this lower spell check. Defender spell is lost. Jeez. So you Crap. cut one off, so I got a 17 on my fireball. Well, that was not worth the luck. That was not worth the luck. And I lost my spell. And you lost your spell. That's Jeez. what really is. 17. You do reduce the damage by a D6, though. So everyone that was over there... Mefford is counterspells. What are you going to counterspell with? He's going to spell burn and dispel magic. Okay. Ooh. So does that work against the 17 now? Is that how that... Yes. Is that what he's going against, Jeffrey? Is your 17? I'm inclined to say he goes against the 18, since I'm not even sure we should let two wizards do this simultaneously, but we're going to try it, see how it goes. Whoops. Crap. There he is. So let's cross-reference the 18 and the 20. You rolled, you got a 20, right? Yes. So let's cross-reference that on the chart. So 18 to a 20. So D4 on the Defender High. Go ahead and roll your... Roll a D4? Yep. Come on, come on. Come on. And we're looking up on the Defender High column. Three. That brings it down to 14. So roll a D8. Your spell is lost. Four. Four, so I, that takes me to a 14. Lost. Failure, but spell is not lost. Oh. Well, failure. That's better than nothing. Hell yeah. yeah. Okay, so after a series of uh, spell dueling there, we get to Samp and Belagal. 
right. Baptist hasn't went yet. Baptist hasn't taken his turn. Uh, that was just a spell duel results. That is why you jumped. Oh in right, there. right, 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 right. Sorry. Well, Santh is going to run over and attempt to heal uh, Bong. The red spot is where Americal moved to. I just want to say, Jeffrey, I if I don't make it out of this alive, this has been a very tense session. You've. <laughs> I aimed. Oh yeah, yes. man! That's Santh bringing the love. Man. Bringing the sexy man. time. What uh, is is Bong chaotic? He is neutral. He is the same alignment. Oh man! D twelve. You, you about ready to have a real good day. So is twenty three points back. All right, back bye to bye, Adam. Man, twenty three hit points. Bye bye, Adam. All right, I think we got him now. I think we can win. Thanks, Sam. I owed you something. That's right. He My does life. a little chip ache. Just a little hip shake, a little shimmy shimmy. And Belagaw. Um, all right. Do we are there there's no duplicates left up, right? There no. are no duplicates. I put a red spot on the map as a That's representative right. That's of the bloody just said that. pulp that we're gonna leave him in after this round. We're gonna what? The bloody pulp that we're gonna leave him in. That's what oh, that yeah. dot represents. I got you. Um Belagaw's gonna throw a hand axe. And on his D die, he wants to um, hit this wizard in the hands okay. in the hopes that it will make – like I basically want to cause his a penalty to his casting. Okay. Like it will make his hands numb or cut off a finger or something, and his, his matriculations won't work quite as well. Okay. Go ahead and go for it. And you miss. But he hit the D. Axe goes flying wide. <laughs> Look and I think it's a oops, actually, jargon and snish. So you missed a spell duel, Adam, canceled out a fireball, and the red dot on the map, if you've got it loaded, is where Americall is at, and you've got jargon and snish. He seems frozen. He does seem frozen. Are you I with us, Adam? Ether. Chat him here real quick. Okay. He holds his action. Okay. If he holds his action, we'll swap him in initiative order and put uh, Baptist. You got actually Baptist and Nooney Klaus because uh, well that changed how Baptist is up. Nooney Klaus uh, used his action to uh, counter. Adam's back. No, he's not back. Okay. Um, he is back. You hear us, Adam? Yeah, I can now. I don't know how long I'll be back though. This thing, I'm about to throw it at the damn window. It's your turn, or it was your turn. Yeah, if you want to go, jargon. It, if yeah, the we'll red dots where red dots where miracles at. Spell I can try to get rolled. You can just roll. We can roll for you, like, or you can roll. You may just drop. Yeah. Roll twenty to load this last time is what error loading the app. Cancel it. You can just roll dice. Wants to roll for me. I'll just. You can. I'll just say. You have dice with you. Just roll. Dude. He's giving you a get out of jail. You can win for us right here, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Let me see if I, oh, there we go. Come in. Dwayne, All right, come on. so where are we at? You said Americals at the red dot and yep. the green, I'm assuming, is roots again? Uh, no, the green was where the fireball was going to hit before okay. they spelled bullet out of existence. Yeah, we nice. barely got out of that. Oh, good thing we're but recording. He's not lost. We need to kill in this round. <laughs> All right, so Jargon, uh, who all is surrounding him right now? No one's over that. He's, well, yeah, did anyone close? Baptist one. He was Belagall. Belagall closed, right? He, yeah, he, yeah, you're right. Or he throw an axe. He threw an axe. Okay, nobody's over there then. Yeah, there's not a lot of people over there. 
people are sort of afraid of this guy. This is freezing. It's fine. No, He'll take his chances with Bellagol right there. <laughs> uh, that does hit him. 13. Yep, that, that's a hit. Wait for the pump. Uh, are we going to lose him again? He rolled a crit. Yeah, a he crit. did 13. That's it. That hits a wizard. Well, go ahead and go, Baptist, and then we'll work at him in if he comes out with a damage roll. All right, Baptist is going to try to. Baptist is going to sort of circle around this way. Okay. And he's going to apply uh, this black lotus to his dagger. Okay. So he'll be spinning that round, moving like that. Jargon, you want to roll damage if you if you can hear us? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, go ahead and roll damage. Does it hit them? I take it. Yeah. Two damage. Okay. Uh, Snitch is going to close the gap, and he's going to do a quick attack with his longsword before I drop again, because Lord knows it's about to happen. He's back. This is just going to be tedious. What is your What is your bonus? I'll roll it for it's you. It's a negative one, or sorry, plus one to the attack, <laughs> negative one on the katana because of his strength. Okay, so plus one. Plus one on the attack. Okay, so rolls about as well as Adam does with a three. That takes us to uh, Bong and Colgrim. Bong sprints over as quick as he can. He is going to try to like slam into Amirakal with his quick silver sword, jam it up into his guts, and slam him into the wall for any extra damage he can get, hopefully killing him on the spot. Okay, plus four, plus five, plus six, because of the lucky weapon and the bane against humans. He you hit. 16, he missed the deed. So, it's going to be 1d8 plus one plus my strength. Ten damage to the wizard. Okay. And for his second attack, he draws his sword out of his guts and attempts to do it again. Plus one for the deed, plus... Three for the strength and two for the sword. So, 1d14 plus six, nine. He misses. Okay. Colgrim sprints right after uh, Bong. Just gonna whack at him with the sword. Try to you're gonna try to hit him in the mouth if possible and shut okay. shut him up so he can't cast. He misses. Okay. Mephrodis is gonna run over. Can Mephrodis go? Not really, because he spell he dueled. Okay. Can you move? Okay, never mind, never mind. So, guy gets to go next. The ball and, knock him down. And Americall casts another fireball. On himself? Oh, and it fails. And as that happens, a tremendous cacophony of noise happens over along this wall. It happens over here. And uh, the walls shake, and the wall just blows apart. Man. And stone and glass shrapnel blow into the room. And as the dust clears, you look up and see another Americal entering the field of battle. Astride a coal-black horse with a dozen winged apes behind him, the twin wizard and his troops pour through the gaping <laughs> hole in the south wall to alight on the rubble-strewn floor. Hello, lover, the new Americal purrs, his voice disturbingly feminine as he gazes intently at one of the room's reflected mages. All right. Uh, You've met my pawns, now meet my army. The mounted Americal smiles, his facial features roiling like a windblown fog. The wizard's regal visage vanishes, replaced by the heart-shaped face and ebony locks of Layla. Still, the maiden whose brother you come to avenge. Pointing a now lightsome arm forward like a general of legend, she snarls a command, kill him. And as 
these winged apes start to swarm into the room. Bursting out from the other mirrors comes ten iron sentinels bursting out from the thing. So, uh, oh my god. There's ten iron sentinels coming out from the mirrors, twelve flying apes, and now you've got apparently a miracle and Layla uh, locked in wizardly combat. Locked, getting set to be locked in wizardly combat. Um, I don't know about Jargon. Jargon, how much luck do you have left? I've got five left on him. Alright, I think Baptist is going to go make a move to try to stab her with a poison dagger. Okay. If well, you I'm can help me. Off with yeah, just, I mean, because with this five, if I burn it down to nothing, I'll give you an extra ten if you need it. So we've got well, up to I mean, I've got a good bit I can get. Right. With my why, are, why are we wanting to stab her? Because I think she's going to kill us. Okay. I think she just sent us to weaken him. Uh, yeah, I've she's got to kill us anyway. If he knew about it, obviously the information we got to begin with was bad. They, I think so, she sent us to to weaken him, and they I came think, in. Yeah, I think it's a setup, especially if they had made mention. Like, didn't we hear about how she had faced him before, or his ex lover had faced him before, or something like that? And, Trying to remember where we heard that, but regardless, like I think we were just set up to go, like you said, waking him up a bit, and then she could dive in, kill him, and then probably kill us. But we probably should try to kill him too. What's the plan? Well, I agree, but if we can at least get her to fire ours, to kill her, it's gonna be tough though, like taking both of them out. Uh, I think we got a miracle on the ropes. Bong is gonna constant Bong and Colgrim and Mefford are gonna keep beating the hell out of this guy until he's dead. He's got to be close. I mean, if he's a 10th level wizard, unless he's got a super high constitution, his max hit points should be 40, you know, if he's rolled perfect on all his... I'm just nervous about her and all the people that she brought with her. Well, here's the thing. My thinking is we can't beat them. I don't have the hit points. I mean, we're out of healing, pretty much. She's got a freaking army that's going to defend her, too, though. Yeah, we do what she says. Bong will get the job. We'll get the money. We got a thousand gold coming to us for this job. If we don't complete this job, we don't have a thousand gold. That's true. We probably can't beat her and them anyway, so we probably should take our chances that she's not going to kill us. Well,. Hopefully she won't. Mephrodus will spellburn everything he can to planer step us out of here. He'll go ahead and start doing that, preparing for okay. that. Okay. So we finish. He's not going to kill us. Okay. I'm back. So it looks like you've got a small uh, wizard's battle breaking out here. Why don't we just step back and see what happens? I think that's of, a good idea. Instead of... <laughs> Is that the plan? I think, I think I, that's what I start to that's want, what, at least. Bong's not going to be able to do that. What's that? Bong is not Matt. going to be able to do that. That's it, you know, not to be a jerk and play against the team, but that's what Bong would do, you know. Bong's pissed at this dude. He's tried to kill him. Bong's getting paid to kill this dude. We've got him on the ropes. This is the time to kill him. We can get paid if we get this done and if we gotta kill this other lady we can do this later alright what is so that's what's happened on this round that takes it to Sam and Belagall as you guys sort out what you're gonna do oh man oh let me see here and you've got flying gorillas and iron sentinels and Layla and Americal so you've got lots of targets um is gonna throw another axe at at the wizard because he's not really in melee range anyway, so he might as well just throw an axe. Okay. Seems like a good idea. 
and I'm trying to do the same thing I did before. I want to. I actually want to blind him uh, with the strike with my D die. Okay. No D die, but a twenty-two. Yep, you do hit him. <coughs> roll your damage. Eight, Eight points of damage. damage. Okay. Getting him set up for bong. He seems severely annoyed that you attacked him amidst all of this trouble. He was already whoa, 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 whoa! I mean, get in line, dude. He he can't be all annoyed. What's he talking about? <laughs> Santh, bolstered by the fact that even though he's under heavy penalty from his god, has feels like he's been doing really well here. Notice that I'm setting myself up for abject failure. You but got it. You got it this time. I'm a cast. Man, I'm a cast. Through. I'm a cast protection from evil. Okay. Go. That is not a bad failure. Yeah. It's a failure, but it's not a disapproval. Because you were at eight, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> now you're at a nine. Now I am at a nine. Man, I was hoping to get get something bigger than that. I need a twenty. <laughs> <laughs> to get a 10-foot radius to receive a plus-one bonus from saving throws against evil creatures, enemy attack rolls, negative one penalty, and damage suffered from evil sources is reduced by one point per die. I don't know if Jargon's got that much luck left. <laughs> well, I could burn that luck, but well, that, would take, Jeffrey that would take Seth down to... He needs 11 You won't get that luck back anytime soon. You need 11 points of luck? I can get yeah. 10, but that's all. That's the best I can do. No, I mean, I think you should save that for for better stuff. Mm. We're not, have we, like, you're only burning your luck so much because you can sleep it off, right? You get it back through. Yeah, yeah I get uh, a level's worth uh, of luck per evening. So oh, yeah. Tomorrow night I'll have four back at least. Four back, okay. Yeah, in that case, I don't. I'm not going to worry about it that much. I'll just let the spell. I'll just take the disapproval. Up okay. to nine. This is almost as bad as it was back in the Thulu days. <laughs> you telling me the Baptist and Nooney Klaus. <laughs> Baptist would like to move to backstab a miracle. Okay, do it. Bring him down with the dagger placed with the black wood as poison. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. So that's a one on that, which is a dis- oh no, that's just a fumble because you're not a wizard. I was thinking it was Noon Klaus. Jeez, that was terrible. That's just a fumble. Accidentally smashed your weapon against a solid and yellow object. Mundane weapons are ruined. Magic weapons are not effective. <coughs> he is using his dagger that he got from Israel, so that is a magic weapon, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay, I just lose my poison application, though. Okay. Okay, Nooney Klaus will cast Magic Missile Okay. He's got that on, a mirror call, on a mirror call. His shield is still up. He has a shield up? I assumed it was up. It was up last time we met him. Well, that was, like, that was her. Oh. That was her. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> I mean, she's the one on the horse. He's got a pterodactyl. Magic, <laughs> magic Missile on a mirror call. 11, I do believe. And that's what it's It's lost. Loss and failure. What do you need to not lose it? Uh, I need one more. Yeah, I can give you that. At least you won't lose it. Like, the failure is one thing, but I'd rather you not lose it. Yeah, if you give me one more, I can hit. Uh, I can give you two more. Okay. You got two. One point of damage. Uh, It seems to bounce off of a field of energy. Okay. 
And that takes us to Jargon and Snish. Okay. And that my internet connection seems to be slightly stable. Um, we are still going after the wizard, are we? That's up to you guys. It Wally seems is. a whole little wizard's battle is going on. Yeah, I mean, that's what Badis and any class have opted to do as well. Okay, so we'll just stick doing uh, stick to doing that. Mephrys is about to start drawing a circle on the floor. Um, let's see here. <laughs> so Snitch will swing with the space katana yet again. Kind of helps if I actually highlight the correct box, it? <laughs> or maybe not. There we go. 17. That is a hit. Okay. That's 1d8 minus 1. Four points of damage. Okay. Jargon is going to actually pull out his hand axes and attempt to uh, attack with both. So attack number one is a 10. Okay. That's a miss. That is a miss. Yep, that is a miss. So then the second attack will be an 8, which Mm. is also a miss. Yes, also a miss. Mm. Mephrodus Bong and Colgrim. Mephrodus starts drawing a circle on the floor big enough to planar step the whole party out of here when it comes time. Okay. This would be a... He draws a 40-foot diameter circle in the floor. Okay. 20-foot or whatever he needs to get everybody in there to big enough to to do that. And he's getting ready to cast that if necessary. Okay. Long in a rage, you know, he's still tangled up with Emiracol. He punches him in the face with his sword again, trying to, like, sever his larynx so he can't talk. Okay. Plus three, four, five, and come on, bong. Whoo! Oh yes. <laughs> he hits the deed. He rolls a crit. Thirty-two total. That's what I'm talking about. All right. So for the first damage, he is going to. Well, I guess I should roll the, the critical table first. Correct. I'll roll a d24 on table five. Yes. 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 Fifteen on the table is blow Sunder's shield, inflict an additional two d twelve damage with this strike. If the foe has no shield, he must make a fort save DC twenty plus PC level or be knocked unconscious from yes. the pain. So he's got to make a DC twenty plus five, uh, unless that breaks a magic shield. If you want to use the magic shield in place of a shield. So he's making a save against. He's got to make a DC twenty five. Fort save or be knocked unconscious. I haven't rolled the damage yet. Yeah, roll the damage first. <laughs> it may not be necessary. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's 1d8 plus 12 plus 2d12. Jesus. <laughs> he takes 31 damage from that strike. Okay, he falls from that. <laughs> nice. Very well done. <laughs> However, <laughs> is Colgrim going to do anything? Uh, Colgrim's going to hold his action and see what happens next. Okay. He's, re- he's looking at uh, Layla and the monkey man that just flew in through the broken wall. Well, the iron, several iron sentinels close in on Bong standing over Americal's dead body, and they slam at you, hit Bong. Or mm. seven points of damage. Another one attacks Bong mm. and misses. A second, a third one attacks Bong, hits him for ten points of damage. And Ow. a fourth one misses. That's what immediately happens. The some of the flying gorillas engage some of the other iron sentinels, and 
Leotah is on the black horse. Actually, Bong and... What are you guys uh, doing? We'll sort of determine how the rest of this goes. So the, Bong this, and Colgrim immediately start running to realize what Mephrodis is doing, and they run towards the circle. Okay. Um, and so you've seen people start to hover around Mephrodis. What you've got is you've got ten of these iron sentinels that still seem to be active, twelve flying gorillas, and Leotah. Maybe Klaus, he... he it's going to be close, I'm hoping, to be inside the circle. So he don't have to move. He's going to cast Scare. Okay. Awesome. At the gorillas, probably. I don't uh, think the, the signals will be affected. Was it the golems that attacked you, or was it the gorillas? Golems. The sentinels. The Miracles boys. Um, <clears throat> Santh and, and Belagall will take the hint. Everybody's moving over towards Mephrodis. They'll, they'll move that way. Yeah, Jargon and Smith will start taking the Where is she at in relationship to this... She's like in the air and off towards the south here. This she's direction. Out, oh, she's in the air. Okay, she's in the. What room. was on the throne? There on were, the throne, there were four yes. rubies or something. There's five crystals embedded in the throne. Oh, I wonder if that's the one. The boy oh, yeah, has I didn't even think about that. Santh will go towards the circle with Mephrodis, but Belagall is going to break for those crystals. Yeah, we're we. I don't know. This is a lot of treasure we're leaving behind if we let this thing Mathis fall into their hands. Mathis is going for the crystals as well. We're probably not going to get paid. Let's see if we can make overtures to Layla. Our job's done. Where's our money? I just have a feeling that as soon as those golems go down, if she's taking over this tower, she's going to be another force to wreck a little later. She is, yes. Or if, if we were to stick around, great if we could, it'd be great if we could find a way to bring her down as well. We're out of potions. Santh is at a nine disapproval. Yeah, we, we, we're in no condition to be able to fight her at this point in time. Plus, we don't want to make that big of an enemy right away. I want my money. I want so we've my got money. Some people moving towards the circle, some moving towards the gems. Well, what's, uh, what do we know about this Layla character? She's <clears throat> is she a liar. Is she a, um, she's supposed to show us a good time if we do this. So let's... <laughs> Is she a friend or a foe of the moon? You don't know for sure. Uh, you don't know Santh, a whole lot about her. Santh will call out and ask her if she is a friend or a foe of the moon. She replies, I am a friend of the sources of power. She goes, you best take what you have taken so far from this tower and leave. I am laying claim to it. Thank you for your help. Your reward shall be to keep your lives and the treasures you've recovered so far. All right. That's all. Our debts are, are, your debts are paid. Scare them, Noonie. Send them out. We're going to bring her down. Santh will start casting binding. Hell yes. Nice. He's going to spell burn. Here we go. Um, Let's see here. Let's just say a lot. I still have to roll over a nine, though, right? Correct. Because <clears throat> if I don't have a natural roll over a nine, it doesn't <laughs> matter what I uh, what I do. Oh shit! <clears throat> well, this will this will this will be fun. Your odds. <laughs> this will be uh yeah. I mean, I got fifty five percent chance. It's all good. You got it. Good. Yeah, this is us. This is all you. Let me see what I got to get on this binding check to just wreck this nightmare that she's riding. I figure at this point in time, roll twenty has kind of got to give us some. The, you know, if we've rolled enough once, it comes through the sessions. It'll it'll happen. All right, Sam uh, looks at Jargon meekly. 
knowing how much even this poor scarred little halfling with a with a Cthulhu brand can completely own him as he takes the falks and cuts like a giant symbol of Monty across his chest, um, effectively spell burning um, eight strength and ten agility. Jeez. That's right. Do it. So that, puts, that puts me at a five and a five for both of those. But that's a plus 18 to the check, which, you know. That ought to win lost. something. You still have to be better not be rolling. <laughs> so 1d20 plus 18. Um, going for more than a nine here. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I've just made it. Oh, that is so awesome. Um, okay, so with a 28, um, <clears throat> the cleric may target a creature of up to eight hit dice. If the spell succeeds, the cleric controls that creature for 2d6 plus CL turns. Alternatively, the cleric may also choose to target one free-willed extra planar creature of six hit dice or less currently on a non-native plane. It receives a will save using its own modifier. The cleric controls the creature as if it were under the effects of an animal summoning spell of the same spell check. So is the, um, is this creature, um, is it native to this plane, or is it has it been called from another plane? It's been called from another plane. Fucking A. Okay, so it has to beat a 28 will check. It will not be able to do that. Okay. Yes. So that means I have control over it for 2d6 plus 5, 11 turns. Awesome. And the first thing I'm going to tell it to do is fly out of the temple. Okay. Of the tower with her on its back. Hey, throw her okay. in the circle. I'll send her out. I'll send her out into the outer dark somewhere where there's no. Well, oxygen. what I was thinking about doing is like having the nightmare fly up like really, really, really high in the city, and then do like a barrel roll and dump her. That's also. And just let her fall from like a mile up. She may have feather fall. That's true. <laughs> it probably wouldn't be possible, would it? To like even if there was like a planar step. Planar falling. Is that possible? Wall falling. Well, if you can get her to that circle. I'll spell burn a huge amount, and we'll, we'll send her out in space somewhere. I like send the thing up. No, I'm just I'm just curious. Like I'm trying to think of how I, I, I possibly like that. I, I think Dustin's plan is better because we're relying on another. Mm-hmm. If he sends the if he sends the creature up and out, just fly up as far as you can fly, then they'll eventually fall down. For eleven turns, you could probably get out of the atmosphere, and so it'd be the same thing. Yeah. Send her on. Send her out of here. Yeah, eleven, her. eleven turns is a long time. So yeah, be done with her crap. I send her. I, I send the nightmare with her on its back away at full okay. speed. Okay. Klaus will cast scare. Okay. It is going to burn nine luck. So that takes me to sixteen. You're burning luck. Right, I'm sorry. Spell burn. Okay, sorry. Good. Not points. <clears throat> Noonie Klaus would just, just bite into his arm and start gnawing his arm. Okay. Blood, blood going everywhere. He's going to cast Scare. Yes. 23. Okay, the material on Scare is all creatures' intelligence of three or lower flee for 1d14 rounds. Does that apply? That does not apply. Okay. 
All right. The caster can frighten three enemies within 60 feet. They receive a will save with this effect. The failure indicates they experience a moment of fright. Flee immediately at maximum speed for 1d6 plus one rounds. How many creatures? Three. Are you targeting the iron sentinels or the flying... Monkeys. Monkeys. The monkeys. The monkeys. Okay. Let's see if they can even make this. They can. Oof. Okay. Nobody. Three of them fly out of the broken... Five rounds. Okay. So there are nine of these flying monkeys left. And how many golems? Ten. Okay. Is everybody still moving to the uh, circle? Abdus is moving to the chair. Belagal wasn't he? Yeah, Belagal was going for the chair as well. Yeah, don't don't destroy this tower. We need it. So what does that mean? Baptist and Belagal are going to the chair. I think if we were to sit here and try to salvage this tower, we won't be able to defend it when someone goes back for it. We can at least keep it up long enough to loot it of all those vast fortunes we left behind. Yeah, Belagal. Giant diamond uh, and stuff. Can Belagal lift Baptist up? uh, Belagal's the dwarf, right? Yeah, yeah, Belagal. That's only 10 feet, though. We should be able to get up there. Yeah, Belagal can boost up Baptist. If he sees that he's got looting in his heart and his eyes, he'll totally boost him up there. Man, he's Witness got blood spilling for an eye. He knows he's got loot in his heart. Oh, I know he does. I know he does. <laughs> he's going to get up there on that throne. Belagal will just stand at the bottom with a, with a sack open, just ready to receive. Okay, Jargon, Snish, what are you up to? Are you going to the circle or are you going to try to loot this throne while there's ten iron sentinels and nine flying <laughs> ape men? Right. Uh, since you put it that way, um, Snitch might kind of keep an eye over there just to see if they need a hand. He can jump over there quick. Okay. Jargon is got his short bow out, and he's kind of waiting to see if something's going to come toward the circle. He's going to try to provide a little bit of protection with the folks over there. Okay. Methodist Bong, Colgrim. So people are not in the circle. She's gone. There are eight men about. Sentinels don't seem to recognize that their maker or leader is dead. They still seem intent on our destruction. A lot of them seem intent on Bong. Mm, that makes sense. Uh, <coughs> Bong grabs the body Save of the Miracle and drags yes, him to the yes. circle. Get the body, yes. He grabs the body and drags him to the circle. Okay. And uh, Colgrim covers his retreat. Okay. And Mephrodis is ready to cast. He's going to spell burn big when everybody, everybody else is ready. And Colgrim and Bong try to guard the perimeter of that circle. And Mephrodis is going to play or set everybody out. Or he could just, like, summon... He could call upon Malak. And Malak could send a giant tree dude to destroy this place. And all everybody in it. That might include us, too, though. Yeah, that doesn't sound so good now that I say it out loud. Yeah, that's not a good idea. <laughs> Mephrodis is prepared to spell my big and cast this planer step when everybody is ready. If, if, okay. you, if you if you holler that out and let everybody know, then Belazal will start heading back that way, too. Y'all get the uh, Baptist. What's going on up there in the seat? Baptist is going to take everything he can get and jump off the thing right into the sp- Okay, well, the jewels. you just climbed up there, so now okay. some of the Sentinels uh, move after Bong still. They try to the safe words, though. Eleven hits Bong right now, right? Yeah. Somebody say the safe. Yes. Eight points of damage to Bong. Bong says, "Tear Trabier Blong's 
Methuselah. <laughs> Whatever this has no effect as another iron sentinel closes to him. They seem attracted to Bong and the body. That one misses. That one fumbles and falls apart to pieces. It trips and falls to the floor as it was trying to move after Bong. Is it the laughing stock of its party? It is the laughing stock. The others just look at it. But another one hits Bong. For six points of damage. Bong is now at negative one. Bong falls down in the circle. Okay. The other one that was moving after Bong attacks Colgrim, having seen him fall. Eleven misses Colgrim, though, right? Yes. Okay. And another two move towards Colgrim as they seem to be approaching now that the body's been dragged into the circle. So another one attacks Colgrim and misses. Hits, hits Colgrim for... Oops. Two L's. Three points of damage. Okay. Then the flying apes go for the people over on the throne. Jesus. <laughs> they come in with flails and go for Belagal first. Jeffrey, why can't you let us That's enjoy it. this game? Yeah, let's get the hell out of here. We got greedy, I think. Six points of damage to Belagal. All right. Another one attacks him. That's it. For four points of damage. He's a negative one. And then they go after Baptist. <laughs> Fifteen to hit Baptist. Baptist is ten foot up. Baptist is Seven in the point chair. Seven damage. Ooh. A second one play all attacks Baptist. Twelve. That's a miss. miss. And a third one. Thirteen. That's AC is 13. Oh. Hits you for seven points of damage. Okay. And there are still others around closing in towards the throne, but they're not quite able to reach it this round. But there are other ape men moving that way, and there are other iron sentinels moving towards the circle that Mephrodis has as we get to Santh and Belagal. All right. I mean, Santh still can, can feel control of this nightmare, right? All we're yes. waiting on is Baptist, right? Hey, Belagall's down there, man. Belagall's down, isn't he? Yeah. He's at negative one. Yeah, I mean, it'll just be like a flip the body thing if he yeah. lives. If we can get I, him out, you know. I mean, you can let him die. I don't really care that much. I'm, I'm just like, it's your character. I don't want to leave him behind if you want. Jargon's a little happy. Baptist is not going to risk his life to save Belagall. There you go. He's <laughs> not going to do it. So. Well, well, since it's Santh and Belagall's turn, I'll go ahead and let Belagall bleed on the floor. Um, <laughs> Santh is going to go over to Bong and like just kind of do like the buddy hug. Like He's going to kind of like get him up on his chest and like hold Bong. <laughs> just like, like hug pull him. him up into his lap. Yeah, pull him up into his lap and like cup his head and like caress his hair or his Wait, bald head. Sam like cut huge chunks out of like chunks. Oh out of yeah, this so blood is like him. blood is he's <laughs> bleeding all over Bong. Um, who has that extra potion? <laughs> Bong drank it already. There's Bong no Bong already drank oh, it. There's man, no potion. I that it's gone. Bond, Bond, <laughs> jumping up the throne to begin with. Oh my god, Matt! I don't know that I got much more <laughs> spell burn left in me, man. Um, you just gotta get over a nine, right? You know, you know what? Yeah, it's just I'm just gonna do a straight roll. I don't think I have to maintain. I don't have to maintain like concentration on that nightmare. It, it pretty much says it does what I want roll, it to do for eleven turns. Uh, try to hit well, him yeah, first. But, you, yeah, you'd be, it'd be better off to try to heal him first than it would be to roll him. Okay. There it is again, man. Ten. Um, I'm going to burn uh, two points of luck. Thanks. Actually, okay. no. I'm going to burn four points of luck. 
You want some more or no? Um, actually, yeah. If you had luck to give, because I can't get it back very easily. So, right. what? Uh, I'll never what see that luck again, need? Dustin. If if you if you burnt two, that would give me a plus four, which would give me a fourteen, and it would give Bong three hit dice. It's were the same. Okay, you got the two. All right, sweet. Teamwork. So that's three D twelve. Getting Bong back on his feet like a champion. You wake wake up and Sans' bloody beard is just like rubbing in your face. (laughs) And Jarkin's sitting there, kneeling down beside you, holding holding Sans' hand. (laughs) As the point is not hiding it, he now has to. Don't let him fail. Don't let him fail. Don't let him fail. Don't let him fail. Cthulhu now showing. He's unbuttoned his shirt and he's proudly displaying it like a a sailor walking down a pier. Oh man! Uh, so you got Santh and Bong in the circle. Um, Belagall's dead or bleeding out by the throne. What do I know about this nightmare? Can I still sense? Like, do I sense whether or not the chick is on there still? You don't know for sure. Feels like there's probably still some weight on there, but you're not sure. Um, not a hundred percent sure. Did you get the crystals, Baptist? I have him. I have the the nightmare do some barrel rolls. Okay. Basically tell him to just like fly crazy, and uh, like if that doesn't work, I also tell him to like fly really closely under low hanging ledges and bridges. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you believe it is listening to you. You're okay. not 100 percent sure Leotard is still on the horse or not, but okay. I, t- I tell it that its back itches really, really bad, and it should find like a spiky bridge to itch it underneath. Spiky bridge. <laughs> Okay, so um, Fab is fine on top of the throne. The throne is smooth, and there's nothing on it save for the embedded gems in the front of it. Grab them and get to the circle. They seem to be fairly well embedded. Like it would probably take a round or two of prying for each one. Ah, uh, dude, don't risk that. Smash them. Yeah. Smash them. It's better to let them destroy the temple than to let her have it. And the throne is made out of. Uh, like a stainless steel metal thing, possibly an alien metal. Let's planer step out of here, and like like Matt said, we'll have we'll have Malik wreck this place. We'll just leave it behind, like champions. We got quite a bit of stuff on us. I mean, like it's better, really. We also got to go back and find Captain Rack at some point in time. Like, yo, we're gonna get our what money. The hell? We're getting our money, and I'm getting my job. Ah. Uh. Yeah, I don't really think there's anything I can do. Smash those know. crystals. Wait. Smash them. That's my gut talking, yeah. not my yeah, head. Just, just run back to the ceiling, man, or to the to circle. I don't think it's worth getting messed up by it. these golems. And If we spend another round in here, they're going to close in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're going to take out. Yeah, we're going to get wrecked if you don't there. retreat. So just we need to... Into the- oh, Baptist was going to die up there if he waited one more round. So yeah. He... he Leaps down, sprints back into the circle. Make, make sure he, make sure he circle? lands on uh, Belagall's body when he jumps down. <laughs> Soften the blow a little bit. <laughs> so, Baptist and Uniclaus head to the circle. Can Baptist can yeah, Baptist drag in the circle? Can Baptist drag Belagall back to the circle and make it back in time? Yes. It'd probably take an extra round to get him there. No, nope. ah, damn it! All right, sorry, <laughs> Belagall. No, 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 no. It's all good, man. Hey, you gotta get Belagall back. In, in order, in order to, in order to to win at DCC, there must be sacrifices. Baptist doesn't even look at Belagall's body. <laughs> <laughs> Jargon though, in a, in a last ditch effort, as Mephrodus is about to cast Hawks of Lug in Bella Gull's direction. <laughs> <laughs> 
so Jargon and Snish, I assume you had the circle. We were right there. We were trying to defend the Yeah, other you room. were sort of right there. Yeah. So that puts everybody at the circle with Mephrodis up before we get to the critters again. Mephrodis is slicing and dicing. He's going to spend 20 points of spell burn. And he's going to yes. cast. Where do y'all want to go? That's a good question. Top of the Temple of Mani. Temple. The black bitch. The black goat. The black goat. 30? <coughs> the black goat. You want to go to the black goat? Yeah. We can go. Ooh, sweet. The caster transports boats, armies, fortresses, and even small cities as a result of 34 to 35 above. Except oh, dude, you could take Belagall with us. What do you want? You could take Belagall with us. Mephrodis wants to take this whole tower, everything but the sentinels and the apes, and he wants to go somewhere nice and tropical. <laughs> nice. <laughs> When you cast your vision, you know, everything gets foggy. You see a bright flare, almost blinding flare from one of the crystals on the throne. And it, it flares and then it dims. And where are you going? We can go anywhere, fellas. Where do you want to go? Let's go to the moon. There's no oxygen on the moon. We'll die on the moon. I'll go there. Where's the habit of place? Is, that wait, wait, wait. This is a fantasy game. Let's go to Carcosa. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's take the tower to Carcosa and just hang out there for a little while. Let things blow over with the Assassin's Guild. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there room next to the Temple of Mani for us to park this tower? Because <laughs> that's not suspect. <laughs> oh, dude, we could set it on top of we could set it on top of the shrine to Cthulhu. <laughs> Just crushed Sargon the Sargon has a bit of a quarrel with that. Not that he's close with Cthulhu, but he's got... My boat is with the, up in the primitive, past the black goat, where we met those... Uh, oh, you're talking about by the ice? Yeah. You want to go to yeah. the black goat? Up past her, yeah. Where the glacier was, in the spaceship. I'm good with going wherever, really. Does Mephrodis know of a habitable plane or planet nearby? His studies have not completely revealed that. You know the elemental planes are close by, but you're not sure of their survivability with what you know so far. So you know the elemental planes are nearby, uh, but you're not sure of their survivability. Because if you went to the plane of water, you guys would all be underwater. If you went to the plane of fire, it's apt to be hot and fire. <laughs> uh, air, you're not sure if there's a substance to stand on or if you would fall endlessly. And earth, you're not quite sure what would happen there. All right. Here's so a, here's, you know the planes. You're not sure of surviving them. Here's a question. Mephrodis is seen both in Emiracles. My brain's not working. What do you call the place with a telescope where you look out? Observatory. Observatory. Both from Emiracles Observatory and, and Arakak's charts that there's this one place they've both been looking at. You want to go there? Ooh. It's a roll Jesus. of the die. I, yeah, let's, my I say let's do it, man. I say like, do it too. Yeah. yeah. I say do it too. As long as we have the opportunity to yes, take a damn right. breather. <laughs> Thanks, because we need some work. Yeah. Now, my you know nothing about what kind of planet they were looking That's at or what right. they were doing. I'm roll, so. willing to roll the dice. I don't think you'll wreck the whole campaign, this being uninhabitable. And it throws you a curveball to pay you back for all this junk you put us <laughs> through. Yeah, let's do it, man. Do it. Do it. Do I'm, it. I'm totally up for this. We go there. Everybody, we go there. Okay. <laughs> you guys 
you go through this tunnel, uh, you know, vision, you guys disappear, you come to on this cave that overlooks this sheer cliff. The tower did not come with you. Mephrodus suspects the flaring gem was a self-protection magic that probably emanated from the tower itself to negate the, the certain spell effects. Um, but you guys all end up in a cave on a sheer cliff about a thousand foot drop below you. Um, and no tower. The air seems thin, but breathable. And the temperature seems cool, but tolerable. Jargon's going to pull out his pipe and start okay. smoking it. Did, uh, did Belagall come with us? No. Yes. Chance to flip the body? No chance to flip the body? I thought he said he could take like armies and stuff with him. Yeah. It had to be in the circle, though, right? Or I guess I guess we could take armies. It didn't have to be in the circle, huh? I mean, that'd be a pretty difficult yeah. circle. If Belagall can come with you. Belagall could take come a whole with you. city. Okay. Woo! Okay. I win! Woo! slightly upset. <laughs> <laughs> What about all the rest of the? What people? type of roll do I need to do? Like, what's a flip the body roll? It's Again, a luck. Under roll the luck. under the luck. Roll under your luck score. All right, Unless there's still hope, him, Jargon. He could still be dead. He's got a high luck rolling. score, but I got to roll under a sixteen. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. So Belagall survives. Mm-hmm. I take what one point to strength, agility, or stamina, right? Correct. So D three. One D three. Oh, that's not good. His stamina drops from a 7 to a 6. Nice. It's a sickly dwarf. <laughs> so, that is probably a good stopping point for the evening. As you guys <laughs> as you guys are in a cave, uh, the, the light is sort of like a twilight uh, light. You're not 100% sure where you're at. Uh, the cave goes back, I don't know, 40, 50 feet. It's dark. You're not quite sure what's back there. That'll take some exploration to see. Uh, and that's where you're at. That's hell of an end. So we'll pick it up from there (laughs) next week. Dang. I'm excited. We're we're in a new place. This is going to be fun. (laughs) I'm I'm excited too. But yeah, seriously, we got to hole up in this cave for at least a night. Santa's got to rest up, man. Well, hell, (laughs) Mephrodis spell burn 20, right? Mephrodis is down to threes and everything. (laughs) Nitty Claus has got fives. Uh, looks like Jargon and uh, Snatch are going to be gathering food or trying to do something. Travis is nearly dead. As soon as Sand can heal our attributes, we'll go back to the city. Maybe That's going to be a city. I was hoping the tower with us. It's a matter of getting to that point, That place stinks. I think the city's pretty awesome. Well, you never know. This place might be pretty awesome, too. Could it could be. It could be a good fresh start to then start, you know, making more enemies. <laughs> Could be. Currently, so, that we know of, we have no enemies here. This is true. This is true. The, the day is young. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm just saying. Uh, so, that's a good stopping point for tonight. We'll figure out where you guys are at next week when you guys try to figure out where in the world you're at. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Good game. Good game. Yeah, later, guys. That have a good one. Guys. That was a good game. Thanks for listening to the DCC RPG Actual Play Podcast. Please stop by irontavern.com forward slash podcast and tell us what you think.